this terrorist? What makes you so valuable to him? This bastard tried to destroy me tonight, but he failed. At sunrise, I will hunt him down and have his skin hanging on the wall. You don't have to hunt him. What? He'll find you. Are you insane? One man against train commandos? Who do you think this man is? God. Oh, God, what have mercy. He won't. All right, people. Uh, happy 2024. Hope you all had a wonderful new year. Um, we decided, because we're so nice, we're recording. Because we have no lives. Yeah, we've not better to do. And we're losers. <laughs> um, we're so, also prepared to make sacrifices for you, the listeners. That's right. But most likely, you've all seen this one. But, no, listen, we talked about doing Back to the Future, which we will be doing this week. Well, not this week, but later on in the month. Uh, but it got us reflecting on some of the other films we've done, but we never really followed up with them and finished them. So we want to clean up some retrospectives. And what better way to do that in the, in the new year than with uh, our boy Stallone. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, talk, uh, finish up the Rambo. Yeah. And so we talked, First Blood, obviously... That was a couple of years back. Obviously, gets a it's a wonderful film. We all enjoy it by far. I quite frankly thinks it's his best work. Uh, and then we did Rambo two, uh, despite it going way over the top compared to what the first one was, because of Cameron James Cameron's influence and some of the screenwriting, it does have some. It does have that statement in there, or kind of at least follows the journey Stallone was taking. Yeah, of being like you know, it's it's well, it was uh, thematically, it was the same sort of issues in a way. I know there's a lot of like you know, mindless action going on at the same time and silliness, but at the same time, there was there's still that core sort of um, mistreatment of the Vietnam veterans there. Yeah, well, and that's where it gets the past because you had here's a man coming back from Vietnam and the way he was treated by the civilians, quite frankly. Yeah, and now he's going to supposedly go well he's not supposed to see any POWs but when he does he's told ignore him come back just take uh, photos just take photos so now the government is is hiding uh, uh, the atrocity that happened over in Vietnam so that's kind of where that was going and that's kind of his full circle story technically being able to save the POWs at the end of that you know um, with him being an ex-POW himself so, where can they go with the Rambos? <laughs> Afghanistan? <laughs> yeah, where can we go? We go to a budget of $63 million is where you go. Yep. And the last one, Rambo 2, costs 15 This is what was apparently the most expensive film ever made at the time. Yeah, and it was a bomb. Boom, 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 boom. Did a bomb? Yes, it made only fifty-three million in the U.S. And so, and when you when you count uh, European numbers and, and so forth, world numbers, it profits. But that's not really how it works. The U.S. has to profit for that for the for the company to really see a profit. Yes. Uh, so no, and that's and that's pretty much why you never saw a Rambo movie. 
for quite a few years, which we'll be getting to soon here. Uh, but, you know, oh, we're going to go with this one. I remember seeing this in the theater, and I remember it was stupid as fuck because it was completely outside the box of what we're used to. We kind of talked about this with Rocky Four. Now, Rocky Four is is a, is a decent little film, but Jesus, come on, it's laughable. Yeah, yeah. It's a MTV montage. It gave us Dolph and, and Drago and the gang, so it, it had this its, is This is very much the companion piece to Rocky Four to me. Yeah, and that's where I'm going with this. So, But the problem with that, when you look at the source material, you know, Rocky 1, 2, and 3, yeah. you know, very character-driven films, then you give us Rocky Four, which is not, you kind of take, it's, it's not really part of the Rocky collection, <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh, if you took it out, you called it Boxing Man. It would have been, you know, it's awesome. Bo- boxing you, Man ends the Cold War. Yes, but if you put that before against, Army Man ends Cold War, <laughs> if you put that against the other Rockies, it doesn't really follow. It's quite preposterous. <laughs> um. So where do I go with this one? This is before I started watching this again because I know it's like, but you know what? Maybe it does get a pass on. Maybe it is a ramble film. And the reason I say it is a Rambo film is because there isn't three sequels before this that were all grounded like the Rockies were. This actually, each film gets a little more <laughs> ludicrous. So technically, you can get away with being a Rambo film. Um, so this one, we got Peter McDonald. He was, you know, competent director. He's done some so here and there. Uh, very, very competent cameraman. That's pretty much what his... Uh, he, uh, where his background is, and he shot Rambo too. So you know, he wasn't why the not? original director here on Rambo three. No, Russell McCauley quit. Yes, but um, yeah. So we got. I'm okay. You keep it in the family. The guys, obviously, the, I will say this right now. The the, the film is beautifully shot. Yeah. Um. So there you go, Peter McDonald. Kudos to you. But I think he came in just like George Pease Cosmatos came in for Rambo 2 and also for Cobra. I am guarantee you Stallone was more the director on these, 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 you know. Totally. You know, yeah. we talked about he was going through an ego trip uh, through yeah. a phase with after Rambo 2 success. He went on this testosterone uh, ego trip and they, they all work. I mean. Do you know why um, Russell... Um, Hard him. I always get his um, surname mixed up as um, Macaulay or Russell. Macaulay, yeah. Macaulay, yeah. Uh, apparently, the reason he quit was, from what I've read anyway, um, was officially creative differences with Stallone. Um, Stallone said it was because he um, got into an argument with him because he was hiring um, guys to play Russian henchmen who Stallone didn't think looked sinister enough. Um, McDonald, the actual um, director of it, later says, well, he remembers it differently, where the reason that Stallone um, and him and you know Russell uh, McCauley, or McCauley, whatever it is, um, uh, the reason they argued um, was because the Russian henchmen guys that he hired were taller than Stallone, and Stallone didn't like that. Well, Russians are tall, so it would make more sense to go that route. And actually, it would be, it would be more intimidating for him to go up against them. So he's being Who knows? Kind of, who knows? But I'll go with Russ McCulley. Yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> and, I, and I'm a Stallone fan. Always have been. And even with this film. I watched this as a kid, uh, first of all, obviously. 
Um, I don't think I've seen it in the cinema because it was, you know, it was an 18 certificate slapped right on it. It was, uh, I saw it on video, like so many films I, I watched back then, as I've discussed on the podcast. But I remember being a little disappointed, and the reason being is it didn't feel quite as good as Rambo 2. Like, bear in mind, I'm 12 years old at this point, you know? But it's, you know, it, it, it's a it's 80s excess, you know, action film excess. If you can leave your brain at the door, this will work as a fun sort of Rambo action film from the late 80s. So, as Trevor gave his review there, I didn't we have a lot are, more to talk about. We are. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've got um, Stallone, who's back, of course, as Rambo. We got Richard Crenna, bigger part this time, as Troutman. We got Zason. He is the bad Russian guy. And we got. Kurtwood Smith, just as a cameo. Yes. And then we got other characters, uh, Mosa and Masaud, yes. uh, and so forth. Now, each Rambo film, you have a kind of a different intro to Rambo. Um, so the first one, you had him walk in the streets of America. Yeah. And he's trying to find his fellow soldiers. Mm-hmm. The second one, all right. Uh, the second one, he's in a chain gang and he's doing hard time. For the, uh, well, he kind of deserved it, I guess. He blew up a town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Killed cops. Wrecked the place. He didn't kill cops. He killed, well... He, he no, he didn't. It was sort of Galt with Galt. He, actually, in the book, he kills Galt. But, um, yeah, there's ambiguity there with Galt's... Galt falls out of the helicopter. That was an accident. And it was self-defense. I suppose maybe he's guilty of manslaughter then. Yeah, it could be. Or involuntary manslaughter. Yeah, yeah. All right, so this time he's in Thailand, and he's a stick fighter. <laughs> but he's also a Buddhist monk, and helps yeah. the Buddhist monks. So there's a conflict there because they're he, peaceful. <laughs> he's building, yeah, and that's why he refuses to go up. You know, when Griggs uh, shows up with uh, uh, Troutman, yeah. they ask him, "We gotta go and save some uh, Afghanistan's this little uh, this little region." Which is being, uh, they're using, uh, you know, uh, what do you call them? Uh, weapons. Yes. Not, not of mass destruction, but weapons, chemical warfare and stuff like that. Yes. And, and we got to go stop them. genocide on the people of Afghanistan that they're sent by the Russians. Yeah, and they're using this one region maybe to test the product. I don't know. Yeah. But obviously it's based on real life events um, at the time where Russia had invaded Afghanistan. Well, let me ask you this. So they asked seven-year-old Troutman to lead the team. Yes, I was just going to come to that. I know what you're going to say, and I was going to say it myself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they needed a younger actor to come in with Troutman. Yes. To go with him. Yeah. And then they maybe like Rambo's like, you know, I'm not going, you know. And then he leaves, and Troutman gets somebody else to go with him. Not only that. That's what they should have done. Yeah, not only that. Troutman, um, aside from his advanced age, let's just say... Um, who shouldn't be thrown in at the deep end on a, on a big sort of covert mission. Because um, don't forget, although this was a Cold War, America and Russia weren't officially at war. But anyway, not only that there, with his sort of being a colonel, uh, being this high-ranking officer, he, he should be in a fucking desk job telling people what to do, not fucking <laughs> fucked yeah. to the other side of the world in Afghanistan in the desert. You know, yeah. So it doesn't really make sense at all. It doesn't. And obviously, things go wrong. Yep. I mean, the minute he sits ground, things go wrong. Yes. Um, and he gets kidnapped by the baddies 
Zassin, mm-hmm. Zassin, where Zassin. He's also and, th- that Russian bad guy is also in um, Army of Darkness. He plays like the English Duke type that um, Ice doesn't like. Nah, I don't know this guy's background at all. I didn't really bother. Yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs> quite a weak villain to be fair. Uh, well, that goes, I think, more the direction. Mm. I mean, if Russell McCulley got it right, and it sounds like he should have got it right, he did get it right, it was a tall, big fucker, like he, he, like, like Drago. You know, yeah. you almost see Dolph Lundgren in that role. Yeah. Um, but he was busy fighting Russians with Red Scorpion. <laughs> yeah, well, this is it, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, the all... <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, I just thought... There, there's your story. He's got to go and get Troutman out. And uh, it's okay so far. I, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I mean, we're trying to, we're trying to like, do we want a story here? Because it's fucking Rambo. But you, you kind of do. And so far, it isn't bad. I do like the fact Troutman gets caught right away. Because um, thank God he's not doing much action scenes at this <laughs> That's point. He would have been capable of it. Richard Crenna at the time, you know? Yeah. Um, and he, it doesn't matter. Well, he decides to go because there's no rescue team coming. Yes. So he's like, oi, oi. Yeah, uh, Smith says, you know, this is all top secret. You know, um, uh, you know, we, we can't send anybody in, you know? Yeah, you you don't exist. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and then he's like, I've heard this all before. Yeah. Yeah, I'm used so, to it type thing. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that, there's your story. But then he meets up with the um, the Mujahideen, who are the you know the rebel fighters over there, and then he has yeah, that's, his wee mate and that's, the fucking annoying kid character. Yeah, that that was that's that's the down, one of the downfalls of this. Yeah, and uh, but you got yeah, is that Masoud? Masoud? Yes, he was the wise man that he had to find. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I'll tell you what though, they they introduce. The one, a couple of things this film gets right, and it actually, again, it gets quite, a, quite a bit right here. For the fifty, for the sixty-three million budget, it's impressive. Yeah, uh, the choreography of the fights, the choreography, the setup of the fighting of the, uh, you know, the stealth stuff and the, the helicopters, and well, it has a ground the, scale to it as well. You yes, know? that's what. I'm, yeah, and that's what that's what I'm about to get to is where there's a shot where you see where the Russians are hiding out, and they're on top of this mountain. The castle, yeah, um, yeah, it's like a castle, an old castle, and whatnot, and you can see the helicopters flying in and out of it. It is a gorgeous little shot. You yeah. get a couple of these in the film. Um, this is where we talked about Pat, uh, Peter McDonald. So it is beautifully shot, and it's not amateurish filmmaking like you think you'd no. get. No, but I, I would say as well, um, just to add to that, that I feel that the first half of this film is by far the strongest. Completely disagree. Really. I right? think the second is better because it doesn't stop. Well, well um, it depends on what you're looking for, but in terms of yes, uh, in terms of sort of scope and setting things up, it does a pretty good job. Um, then but that's what, of, but that's an action film. It sets you up, yeah, and that's what the yeah. first half does perfectly. Yeah, yeah well, and then the, ex, the second act is going to be him going all oh, kick ass. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Yeah, and this is an important question. Go ahead. <laughs> What the fuck? What people came up with the game where you, you got to <laughs> grab a, a, a dead sheep and throw it in the circle? Apparently, it's a real game. 
in the Afghanistan desert, you know, with the sort of tribes people and stuff. Um, and, and, you know, whether that's you know completely true or not, that's what I've read that it is a real game, but it is a stupid scene, and it's just a set. set it, it just feels like it, it's it's like a, a, a scene for pardon, you know, a yes. filler scene. I yeah. don't think it's that. I think they just wanted to quickly look. He's he's being one with the with the other with the he's other one soldiers. of us. Yeah, he's one of us with the rebels. But what a horrible fucking game! The poor dead sheep. <laughs> and my god! And and and, and <laughs> until until this, you had all these toys coming out with Rambo. How the fuck are they gonna? How's Mattel gonna sell this? Well, this is this is the thing. This is this is what I believe is the reason where we will have the child soldier character. Is because I mean, when I was a kid, I had a Rambo gun, a toy gun, not a real gun. Uh, there was Rambo knives. Um, you know, the Rambo was very popular with the young boys, especially. And you know, th- these companies knew this, so th- I believe the reason for the child soldier character that helps Rambo, even though Rambo tells him to go back, but obviously he's not going to. Um, and um, yeah, so I believe that was like put in for the kids, like for the kids to identify with, you know, the dead sheep. No, not the dead sheep, the child soldier. Well, we're talking about the dead sheep. Yes, I'm talking about the tribe overall because the wee kids in this as well. Oh, yeah. Um, And you mentioned Mattel. That's what I'm talking about as well. Oh, you know, well, well, okay, so you're saying they put the kid in there so they can sell the dead sheep game, Mattel? Not the dead sheep game, but they just. I can see the. Can you see that commercial now? Mattel. (laughs) (laughs) From Ramble 3. The yeah. Dead Sheep game. Dead Sheep American Football. I can uh, see the heading, Dead Sheep sold separately. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but Battery's not included. <laughs> you know? uh, Fucking hell. But no, I think I was more I was more sort of my point was whenever you said about Mattel and say, yes, well, obviously they're, they're trying to sell this to the child audiences as well. And that's what, why I was talking about the child soldier character who's really annoying. Yeah, yeah. The problem with the, having takes a kid, away from the film. Yeah, if you have a kid in this... Um, some of the stuff works with them, uh, with the uh, having to get him out yes. and get the kid gets shot. It, but what does work? What they should have done is have more of a vulnerable character yeah. of age wanting to help Rambo because he wants to help. You know, he wants to get revenge or whatever reason, and have an older veteran come into that plight part and help him Rambo out. He can still get hurt when he's trying to get out Troutman and all, but having a kid just. Don't well, PG. Don't, I don't need this fucking PG three men and a baby or yeah. Fucking it was son shit. of Rambo. You know, it became son of Rambo. One of the kids, and that does take away from it. Um, obviously, child soldiers are a real thing. Um, you know, especially in wars like this and stuff. But you know, they wouldn't be quite as cutesy and quirky as you know they are in this film. They like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that this film is in any way grounded anyway because it's not really. But there, it does take away from it, and it, it's a distraction. And to be honest, they could have used it uh, maybe in a better way with a child, maybe for real powerful emotional weight that could have had the kid being killed, um, you know, and that would have, you know, really, you know, had give Rambo like a proper sort of, this time it's personal vendetta against the Russians, you know, you know, well, like they had the, with his girlfriend. In the, yeah, the that's the problem though. Then you're just copying, pasting what happened to Co. So um, better than fucking having to be brat survive anyway. <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> well, we'll talk about the brutality of this film. This mm-hmm. film got in trouble. Um, it, is, it was considered the most violent film of all time yeah, when it came kills. out. Yeah. 153 deaths, 221 scenes of violence. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm going to... I'm gonna, This is where it gets another pass for me. This is getting a lot more passes than I remember. And the brutality, after he played the Dead Sheep game, <laughs> <laughs> the, 
the that was just for fun. The Russians show up and they destroy this small little village, and they show kids, they show women getting yes. pierced with bullets. women with children. Yeah, and this isn't like oh, fall down, you got shot. They show you them getting shot. Yeah. Um, and well, that brings us to another point. But go ahead. It's a wonderfully tragic uh, uh, scene. And it does play really well. And you get where Stallone now is, you know, I'm not for Troutman now. I'm for all these people now. He's, he's not going to sit by, sit by now and just watch this. Because he was just going to be himself, go in there, do his thing, and go. But when he sees this atrocity, he knows now this. You didn't need the kid yeah. for this. No, you just needed him need to witness what we just saw. Yeah, That's, per- that's all you needed. And the kids overkill, pardon the pun. Yeah. So, but this scene is sells well, it really I mean, well. There have been certain accusations leveled at the film. I mean, to, to the way I see it, um, to me, it's just, it's an 80s um, over-the-top action film. And that's fair enough. Though some people have accused this and Rocky for as being Cold War propaganda, American propaganda against the Russians, you know. Um, which is, you know, what's a fair enough argument, whatever. But I see it. From a different angle, and that it's just an over the top silly. Uh, at the, yeah, it's an over the top silly. I mean, yeah. At this point, Gorbachev and Reagan had really good. Yes, exactly. And not only that, when this film was released, the, um, the Russian uh, forces had actually pulled out of Afghanistan, so it was yeah. sort of a bit of a moot point. Um, but you know, I don't think that um, you know, like Gorbachev was sitting there, um, you know, watching Rocky Four or or watching, you know. Rambo 3 and saying those American bastards let's invade them let's hit the nuclear bomb you know yeah, because it's, of that it's, it's, you know? yeah I mean you can't take it all, serious all the yeah. Rambo films come from some kind of source material yes that's all they did yes um, and then you Hollywood it up exactly and once they Hollywood it up come on can you really take it to this point this I, well, well you know what see with the series as a whole I take the first one and the fourth one very seriously the second one and the third one are just over-the-top action films. And fun. They do exactly what they say in the tin. And I love that. And I'm a Rambo fan. And Stallone fan. Always helping. Um, you know, but for I me... Th- I, sorry, I, go I, ahead. No, it's right. I still think the second one is a little more deeper than what people are seeing it for. We talked about that. And yes. James Cameron's story is layered there. I think um, there's a bit of both going on there. Whereas... With this the- one's more just... <laughs> yeah, it's more just fuck it. Let's just blow shit up and kill people. Yeah, well, and, which it, is fair enough to me. It's fiction. It's a film, you know. And at this point, we're we're, we're coming up to the half point, and this is where the film doesn't stop. Yes. And we just got. To, I mean, it's well executed, well paced. You get this horrible slaughter scene in, yeah. and then which one? They, there's, I mean, there's not many. <laughs> well, the initial, the helicopter one. Yes, and then. The escape, the attempted escape scene was was so fun. Yeah. And what I liked about it, it was stealthy. And I like my stealth Rambo. It reminds me of the, in the forest. Yes. It reminds oh, no. me yes. uh, in the jungle. Yeah. So absolutely. I, I I like what I liked better about this one. It went back to what First Blood did. You see him carving. The th- you see him where he's putting the bombs. You see him yeah, where the he's, traps, the booby traps. Yeah, the booby traps. You yes. see him. You know where he's going to put the dag or what weapon he's going to use. Everything's pre-planned. And, and, yes, and but at it's the same a, time, it's his, it's his Vietnam training. Being exactly. Practice. Yeah, yeah. And it, 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 but he's also improving because he'll get somewhere and he doesn't know exactly what this yeah. does. He'll look around. He'll improv. So, there is. Sorry, go ahead. 
this, but this, no, this whole, this whole, this whole stealth sequence before the, he gets caught because of the fucking kid. <laughs> um, and he, and he sees Troutman. That whole scene, there's nothing going on. It's just them sneaking in. And yeah. it works. The way, I mean, that's a, that's a bit of a, a, what you sort of expect from a Rambo film. I do anyway. You know, when he's doing all the Vietnam shit that we first seen in First Blood. Um, and so, you know, that's very much what Rambo, part of what Rambo does. Um, one aspect of this film that is um, that we see with Rambo that I didn't like at all, and it's the only Rambo film that we get it in, um, very much to my knowledge. Yeah, yeah, I don't know more Rambo stuff, yeah. Um, they give Rambo a sense of humour here, which does not suit the character, you know. It's, uh, now it's They don't overdo it, to be fair, but there is moments where it's it's blue light, you know. What does it do? Turns blue. So that there's like we they're almost trying to make him an Arnie type, you know, with the the one liners. Uh, see, I disagree. I I remember that scene. I he asked a question. He told him it turns blue. I know, but um, I don't. I don't think it was well. meant. I I don't think it was meant to be like an Arnie line. I just think it was um, maybe a show. It's kind of a, but soft a couple side. of other Arnie lines type lines later on. You know when they're surrounded in the desert, the sort of infamous scene where. Treatment goes or something like you know what do you reckon we should do Johnny, um and and but there's a, a line before that where Rambo goes um I think so, I think I'll surround them as out of the question, and Treatment goes, hell of a time for humor Johnny you know <laughs> and it's like Rambo doesn't crack jokes you he's know? not really cracking jokes I think he's just being sarcastic serious yeah. like listen you dumb fuck I don't think we can <laughs> surround him maybe he should have said that listen you dumbass I was we clearly can't surround no I I don't see it as Arnie, Arnie would have really went all out for those. I thought they're very subtle. I guess you can say subtle is the best. No, they way. didn't overdo it. To to be fair, but it just it did irk me a little, just a little. Yeah. I mean, it didn't spoil anything, but it just it made me think this is the only film where this like sort of super depressive, sort of tortured soul character um, is cracking jokes. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. So when the little fucker, you know, blows the escape. Yeah. So Troutman's gonna get his ass kicked. <laughs> Yep. Again, though, I do like I do like the escape through the to the sewer to the uh, the water tunnel. Yes. Um. I I do love when he he sets a little uh, was it, is it the Claymore mine. Yes. Whatever does he do out there? I think in the tunnel or uh, grenades or whatever. It well, is. he has them all timed to, to go off at the same time. Yeah. Type um, thing. And so it, it's timed well because he has everything timed. Yes. So the minute he was get, supposed to get Troutman out, all these things were supposed to go off uh, yep. to be a distraction. But unfortunately, it happened. But then he gets a little, and I like, do like he gets hurt. Yes. Um, and yeah. you know you need well, that. It's like a bit of shrapnel goes through him or what? Yeah, but I do love the fact. This is the scene in the movie where I was laughing my ass off. He cures himself again. Yeah, when he <laughs> he takes the bullet and he, he puts the, uh, the gunpowder. Yeah. He pour, pours it in the wound. And he lights it, and he goes yeah. like this. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. No matter who you are, mm-hmm. th- this scene would have been more relevant if he actually passed out. Well, again, it's another Rambo trope where Rambo gets badly injured and then stitches himself back up again. He's done it pretty much in all of them. Um, I've just see when I was a kid, I watched Ram- the Rambo films repeatedly, like many other films and you know and stuff. But uh, on video, and my ma hated the Rambo films not because she didn't like Stallone or she didn't like war films or whatever. Um, but you know, she didn't, it's not that she didn't like Stallone personally, but she just hated the way he talked and his voice. You know, she said she loved she loved the music of the Rambo films. You know, like you know, 
it's a long road and stuff, you know, downhill in the first one and stuff. And just the score, um, just generally, but she said he just hated the, the sound of Stallone's voice, you know, whatever he's doing. Things like screaming after being injured or whatever, you know. Oh, poor Stallone. I know. That's mean. I know, and he's trying to fix himself up with a bullet and, you know, with the, the gunpowder <laughs> and, and shit. It's no. so stupid. <laughs> it's funny, you know, you know. But, and then you have, like, uh, you have, uh, Chapman's getting tortured by again. Know, Jason again. <laughs> and he goes, uh, he's going to come find you. Yeah. And then Jason goes, who do you think this man is? <laughs> God? And then Chapman yeah. goes, no. Uh, what do you say? And he says, God no. would have mercy. God would have mercy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, it's pure eighties, and then Rambo bursts in. I think at that point. No, or not, not yet. Yes, because later on. Don't yeah. forget, he's got to give. What? This is also stupid. I mean, that cone necklace is pretty valuable to him. It means something to him. Why yeah. would you give it to this little fucker? Well, I think it was like a sign that um, it was basically, you know, he was retiring and the kid was going to fight on in the war against the evil Russians. And um, basically he needed to, he needs to look, um, you know, more, the kid needs to look more now than Rambo does because Rambo's basically retired and going home. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, sure. I, mean, I don't know. I don't think he would have gave up such a valuable piece. Yeah, I mean, I there mean, was an emotional connection that basically I, his girlfriend, give, who, who give, he knew for five minutes but fell in love with, um, I and think then she it killed. Been, I think it would have been beautiful if he broke a sheep's neck and gave it to him for the next game. <laughs> well, <laughs> the kid himself would have found it beautiful because you know that's like the fucking local sport for the, these <laughs> tribes people. You know what I mean? That's, game. That's their football. You know, oh, on horseback God. too. It's like polo. You know. Oh, <laughs> Fucking but, hell. but with a dead shape. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. I don't oh know. my god. So Rambo set now he's escaped and now he's gotta go back for a second for a second time. Yeah. Um yeah. but uh so he goes back in and pretty much kicks everyone ass. wrecks a place, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much destroys it. Yeah. Um at this point. There's a lot of casualties from the first time he went in from all the explosions and stuff. So the one thing that does kind of work is he's got to uh, he's got to go in, take these guys out. And I do like the fact Troutman they do use Troutman. Troutman saves his life a couple times, which I do like to see. Yes. At least they're utilizing him because he is a, a Green Beret at the end of the day or a yes. Ranger or whatever he is. So he's going to still have those tactics. So oh, yeah, it's nice they utilize him for that. But also, I would say as well that the best acting here by far is by Richard Crenna. Now, he, oh, is, yeah. he is sort of going through the motions as well, but I mean, you know, he, he hasn't much sort of the sort of much rivalry there in the acting stakes, you know? Um, when he and grabs, that's okay. Yeah. Um, I like when he they go back to save the other prisoners. Yes. Uh, the women. Well, that, that hard back to, for me to the second one, you know? Yeah, leave no one behind. I would say and, as well, the final act of, of Rambo 3 is complete copy and paste of the final act of Rambo 2. Yeah, you do see, especially the helicopters. Yes, the you Russian do see it. Um, but I think this is a better chase. I think this is better choreographed. Um, well, there's more money pumped into it. Now, you do have the per, sh- the per prisoner gets shot. And, but in Rambo 2... He gets shot, but he's a POW. Oh, the poor bastard! Put him back in the helicopter. Yeah. This poor bastard. Oh, he's just a prisoner. Check him out the plane. Check him out the he helicopter. He falls off the cliff. Yeah, he he's like yeah. 
No, well, to be fair, they do stuff like that just to sort of raise the ante, and you know, nobody's safe. Well, actually, you know, fine, rightly that Rambo's going to save the day along with Troutman. You know, uh, you know, I mean, this is all pretty much you know generic action stuff, but you know, uh, you know, th- that's okay. You know, I like when he's um he's playing uh the the helicopters are coming after him. Yes, and there's two of them, him and Troutman. Yeah, and he got some uh, people roaming the cliffs. There's a nice shot instead of him. He always have his his montages in Rambo when he's getting all geared up and dressed up. Oh yeah, but this time he's dressing up his bow and his yes. his uh, arrow, and, and then the you, don't know, you, you don't really know what he's doing. And it's an ah, ah, it's my favorite shot of the entire film. All you see is this little rock. And you see this helicopter. He comes up from behind the rock and blows the shit out of the helicopter yeah, that's with right. his born arrow. Yeah, it's a great scene. It's a gorgeous yeah. shot. Yeah, there's a good. Then there's they, a good. Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, and then they and they go down to the caves. Yes, to hide from the Russians who are coming now because they know he's there. And another stealth thing, which I actually rather enjoy. Yeah, and then there's quite a, a reasonably good um, sort of fight with the big heavy henchman as well. And your man gets a good death as well. So oh yeah, when they when they hang him, but at the same he time, hangs him down they, the cape, but blows him up at the same time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that uh, was awesome. He yeah. gets hung and then boom. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, gets down and then like blows the shit out of him like a fucking um, pinata. I, one of the things I always remember about this film from watching it as a kid is the, the one of the, you know towards the end the the, the climactic sort of fight where um, <laughs> they're completely surrounded by the Russian army. Um, so they are, you know, in the desert. It's basically the final fight. Yes. And, and um, <laughs> Troutman says something like, what do you reckon we should do, Johnny? And there's a dramatic pause, and Rambo just cocks his rifle and goes, fuck him, <laughs> to take them on <laughs> and win. That's the way to do it. I mean, yep. he's, the guy, that's Rambo, because he's like, well, we're dead. Yeah. So fuck it, let's just go for it. Yeah. And the Mujahideen help them out, though. Yes, so they, and, then all, mates, and then all, uh, yeah, and then all... Omar Sharif, as I call him, <laughs> yeah. he shows up because he looks just like Omar Sharif. Yeah, and Lawrence of Arabia too. Yeah. Yes, he looks just like him, and then yes. him and Musa show up. Uh, He's the older, save, wiser one. Yeah. To save yeah. the day, yeah. um, and then I go do back like home the... to the village and play um, sheep ball <laughs> <laughs> on horses. Yeah, but you, you do got. I do love when he's got the tank, and the, here comes the copter, and yes. he fucking riddles the bullets and you see Zeissen just get riddled with bullets. Oh, you see his, like, the, the, the squids do a good job. You see yeah, I mean, flesh tears him out sh- and, you know, all, all sorts. Of, yeah. It's, a good, yeah. it's quite a good death for him. Although then, he's not, the, he's quite a, he's a bit of a, he's almost pantomime villain, villainy, but uh, he's not the, the, pro- the best problem villain. Was, the problem with Zeissen is that, not the actor's fault, I think you needed him to torture some kids. Yeah or, yeah, or something really. I know uh, that sounds horrible. No, no, but, to give him some weight. Yeah, as, as I mean, a fellow. Yes, we, we have the atrocity of the helicopter taking off this village, but he and he's behind the wheel. It's not as, I know it sounds so sick. It's not as personal. You won't take it like that in a Hollywood film. Yeah. If you have exactly. him no, in prison beating the shit out of a kid or a woman yeah. and you see him do it, that's all you, it doesn't have to be brutal. I mean, just a couple, of, just a couple of whacks. It, it also, <laughs> it also resorts back to the, <laughs> sick bastard. It also resorts back to the 1980s action film Hollywood trope 
of casting a uh, a British stage actor as a sort of you know <laughs> and paying him very well as the villain you know at Hans Gruber you had um you know um what would you call it the actor who plays him it's too bad he couldn't bring Stephen Burkoff back from the second yeah, one I was just going to say <laughs> Stephen Burkoff from the second one you know yeah. yeah although he got the shit blown out of him in the second one so that would be getting into the realms oh, of could have been horror. his brother yeah that's <laughs> his twin brother out for revenge like Jeremy yep. Irons and Die Hard with a Vengeance, you know. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of tropes. But you know, it, it's easy for us to smugly, in retrospect, sort of look back. But at the time, this was a big deal, and it was you know living through it at the time, and it was entertaining. It's entertaining nonsense. Leave your brain at the door. Um, but you know, you know, this, this is the thing that I'm not talking about us really, although maybe we are guilty of it. But there is a sort of, you know, a certain sort of element of film fans these days who sort of smugly and condescendingly look back on old films and TV shows with a sneer and sort of mock them. But it's not coming from a sort of place of warmth. It's coming from a place of, you know, aren't we so much clever these days than those silly people in the past? So you have to take it in context, you know, these types of films and they are what they are and you enjoy them on their own sake, you know? And and like any good Rambo film, you got to end with a theme song. This one's <laughs> Bill Bill Medley. He ain't he ain't heavy. He's my brother. <laughs> That's a great song by the Hollies from the nineteen sixties. I this don't give shit. I, this is so bad. <laughs> I mean, we just got done seeing about you know one hundred and thirty yeah. something deaths, bunch yeah. of acts of violence, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's he ain't yeah. heavy. He's my brother. <laughs> His welfare is my concern. <laughs> There's Rambo walking away. Oh, yeah. no, we forgot. Is it, it a jeep? No, he actually goes home. Yes. No. No, you don't see that's it in the this next one, one. That's the next one. Yes, that's the next one. But it's sort of suggested that he's going home in this at the end of it. Yes. When he's driving away it, with, um, what do you call it, um, Richard Crana Troutman and the sort of we. You know, truck thing, and um, the, the, the crack a joke. We must be getting soft or something, or old or something. And um, no, that's it's the fourth one. He actually does go home, and you see it. The now, fourth one uh, is really grounded. Uh, the fourth one, he doesn't go home yet. The fifth one, he does. No, the fourth one at the end, he goes home. Oh yes, the fifth one's when he is home. The fourth yes. one at the very end, he goes home. Yes. Yeah. Well, and that's the one thing the Rambo's do get right, and that's probably because of Stallone mm-hmm. is. The continuity of 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 Rambo's character, yeah, does carry over quite well. And this is years later in the next two Rambo's, the final two, yeah. which we'll be talking about in the next podcast. Listen, um, um, I love First Blood. It's probably my first, my favorite. It's a classic film, next to Rocky and next to Nighthawks. Um, older Stallone, I liked older movie Stallone, and but uh, I liked Rambo too for what it was. I do think there's more meat on the bone there story wise. Yeah, and this one I was revisiting. I'm like, oh Jesus, here we go. But <laughs> I'll tell you what, I fucking had a smile on my face. Yeah, I love stealth mode St- uh, Stallone, and he had that twice in this film. Mm-hmm. I wanted fucking gore casualties galore. Holy shit, did I get it? Um, they didn't oversell the other characters. He is the main focus, him and Troutman. It does what it's meant to do. It does what it's meant to do. He should have chucked out the fucking kid. Um, I'd have chucked I, out the kid out of the helicopter instead of poor prisoner. You, you know, know what I would have done? <laughs> this sounds horrible, and I'll probably get in trouble for saying this. Maybe that, maybe, you know, let the poor sheep go after that kid and let the sheep play some fucking <laughs> get dead, <its> revenge. <laughs> dead kid ball. That's a horrible. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but. 
at the end of the day, and this is a big one, guys. This is a big one. It doesn't sell out. And I'm I'm in, in today, in today's Hollywood, it sells out yep. all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can't show this. Oh, we can't show oh a oh a dead sheep. Oh, we don't want to show that. It's a so, rumble film. I'll tell you what. One thing they got right in the eighties, and they and they always will, because and you'll never touch it, is they will kill anything that moves. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's fiction, so you know it. Does, you know it's it's like it's it's a bit of fun silliness. Um, you know, I you know certainly I don't watch a Rambo film uh, for its you know sort of um, political commentary. I don't watch a, a Rambo film because after it, I want to go out and kill people and shoot them up. I watch it for escapism, and that's what this most definitely is. You know, they took a bit wrong. The first blood and the fourth one make do make some very good points. Um, you know, political and you know societal points, and they are brilliant dramas at points as well. But for Rambo two and three, especially and especially three, the, you know, this is just entertaining escapism. All right, guys. On that note, we are going to be coming back to the Rambo with Rambo, or you guys might know it over here as John Rambo or Rambo um, four or Rambo four. Uh, which doesn't make any sense because the first one was called First Blood. <laughs> so <laughs> we won't dive into that continuity problem. But anyways, I uh, look forward to revisiting Rambo. I remember seeing it in the theater and having a great time. Uh, listen, give us a shout here on Citizen Frame underscore podcast. If you want us to do a film you're curious about or you want to challenge us in a film we kind of badmouthed, always give us a shout there. Or if you want or, to mouth off at us for laughing at um, cheap football, <laughs> feel free. <laughs> or dead kid football. <laughs> I'm gonna, we're in trouble. No. I'll just blame you. Yeah, um, and then uh, you can reach out on Facebook as well. Uh, listen, guys, uh, enjoy the rest of uh, your, well, you probably some of you have nice days off. We don't. We're, uh, so we're if we're not recording podcasts for you, we're thinking about them and preparing them for you. We never we never stop like Rambo. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. We're the yeah. Rambo of the the Rambos of the podcast world. <laughs> the only time we stop is to play a good game of dead sheep ball. Yep, and don't push us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Have a good one.